With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. You know, I built this fire kind of big here tonight, and uh, it's definitely warming me up. And uh, I made it out of solid hard wood. I know this fire is going to last throughout our whole time tonight. When I look at my house, it's important to me that my house is built on a strong foundation of concrete because I don't want my house to fall down during an earthquake or during a flood. And that's my prayer for us this evening so that we can be on the offense and not on the defense with regard to our families and our culture. So let's pray together. Dear God, Strong foundations are everything. And just like my house is built on a strong foundation, it would be foolish to not lay down a foundation. Our nation was also laid with a strong foundation. In fact, it was the strongest foundation in the universe, and it was the foundation of your word in the Bible. God, I want my, my life to be built on that same foundation. I want my marriage to be built on that same foundation. God, I pray that for your blessing and protection on, on every brother and sister within the family of faith and those who have not yet come to the family of faith but who are listening right now. I pray that you bless them with health. I pray that you will protect them and I pray that you will uh, help us all to see you clearly for who you are and to and resonate your truths in our hearts so that we can recognize them undeniably. <clears throat> we want to see good days ahead. We want our best days to be yet to come. And we know we'll see that only if we put you first. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I had a time to, to look into this book that we've been studying called The American Covenant uh, by Dr. Marshall Foster, The Untold Story. And uh, today's lesson uh, was, was really uh, empowering to me. It gave me such courage and it gave me such confidence. We've been talking about how important it is to... to to understand what made us the greatest nation in the world. And it really goes back to our forefathers and our founding fathers making a covenant, a sacred promise with the Almighty, with the God of heaven and earth, the one who, who cared so much and loved the world so much that he sent his son. And he promised that if a nation will honor him, that that nation will be blessed. And the degree that we've been blessed as a nation and free as a nation and experienced liberty and prosperity is the degree to which we've honored that covenant. But over the last 150 years, maybe longer, we've strayed from that. We've come back and strayed. And to the degree that we stray and we forget God, we, we incur the suffering, the suffering that comes with forgetting God. And so we're going to repair that by talking more specifically. I'm trying to find a position for my legs so I don't get uh, singed here. Uh, and, and, and one of the questions that has come up, and I've had conversations with people that say, you know what? America was built on a, on, on a belief in a higher power, but it wasn't necessarily the God of the Bible. I mean, it, maybe it was a, just, a, you know, people who believed in a God, you know, was it, was it the God of that religion or this religion? Well, it was a higher power. There were a lot of deists, and deists is a name for people who believe in, in the kind of a God that, that's not personally involved in the daily uh, actions of you and your family and our nation, but more of a God that sort of created the world and then set it into motion and then sat back as more of a spectator God and let everything play out as though he wasn't actively involved, but, but everything happened simply 
due to the actions and the will of men. Now, the problem with that idea is that our founders, that's not the kind of faith that they had. The vast majority, over 90% of the people in the founding era, these were Bible-believing Christians. They, they, these were people who had fought in the Revolutionary War. And remember, the kind of theology that is necessary to galvanize that many people, to fight against the greatest power, Britain, in the entire world, was an idea that was so strong that it pulled them together. And that idea was not this idea that there was a, an uninterested God, sort of like a spectator sitting in the stands, waiting to see how the game played out, like a, like a Seahawks fan or, or maybe a Bills fan or a Raiders fan or a Saints fan, just wondering, are they going to win? Oh, no, biting his nails, what's going to happen because it's all up to the other people? No. What galvanized everyone was this idea that God is sovereign, that he actually wrote the playbook, that he actually is on the field calling the plays with those who love him and honor him, and that, and that he was going to ensure victory because their cause was just. They believed that he was absolutely in control, and that's what gave them courage, that's what gave them confidence, and that was the secret behind the early American success. Now, some of the early deists that people point to, they would say, well, Thomas Jefferson wasn't really a Bible-believing Christian. Uh, that's another interesting topic. And, and Benjamin Franklin, he wasn't uh, the, the typical Christian that you, we think of today. Well, listen to what Thomas Jefferson said when they were uh, gathering. I'm going to get my glasses here. When they were gathering in 1787 uh, on the Constitutional Convention, and they were about to break apart because they couldn't agree on things. And Benjamin Franklin looked at George Washington. Can you imagine being in that meeting? You got Ben Franklin, you got George Washington, and the rest in the Constitutional Convention. And Benjamin Franklin, the one everyone says is not so religious, said this to George Washington. He said, how has it happened, sir, speaking to George, that we have not uh, up until now once thought of humbling appealing to the Father of Lights? to illuminate our understandings. He said, how is it that we have forgotten to pray and ask God to turn on the lights because our understanding is darkened. We can't figure this out. He said, in the beginning of the contest with Great Britain, this is referring to the war with England, when we were sensible to danger, we recognized that we were in trouble. We had daily prayers in this room for divine protection. Benjamin Franklin was a man who embraced daily prayers, asking God for protection. And he said, our prayers, sir, were heard by God, and they were graciously answered. God is not just watching, he's listening. And he said, and, they, and he's answering our prayers. And he said, I have lived, sir, a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs in the, in the affairs of men. Again, he's not sitting on the sidelines. He is actively involved, governing. He is, he is presiding over the affairs of men, governing them, directing them. They believed that God would even, even directed the bullets. That's what gave them such courage. That's what gave them such confidence. And he said, and if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? Are we going to really build this country? Are we going to keep it safe without the help of God? The answer, of course, is no. He said, we have been assured, sir, in the sacred writings. What's the sacred writings? The Bible. There's no other 
sacred writings that he refers to, the sacred Bible. He said that except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain who build it. And I firmly believe this. Benjamin Franklin is appealing to the Bible and to the God who hears our prayers and protects us, who believes that no way America can survive unless the Lord helps. He said, if God's not building this deal, it's going to fail. We're working and wasting our time. He said, I firmly believe this. This lines up exactly with what Jesus said. Remember when Jesus told the story about two different men. He said, there's one man who builds his house on a rock. The rains came, the floods came, the winds built, the beat on the house, and the house stood. It was strong because it was built on the rock. Another man built his house on the sand, and when the rain and the flood came and the winds blew, that house came down with a great crash because it was built on a faulty foundation. And then Jesus said, He who hears my words and acts on them, who does what my words say, will be like the one who builds his house on a rock. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. This is so critically important. If we want to see our nation thrive, if you want to see your home and your family thrive, if I want to see my life count for something, God needs to be the builder or we who labor build in vain. We're wasting our time. God has to be the, major, the, the main uh, master builder. So as you build your house and your marriage, you build your future, and as we build our nation, we need to say, God, we want the, 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 the blueprint. What is the plan? And that plan has been given to us in his word, the Bible. He teaches us how to build our families, how to build our schools, how to build our churches, and how to build our civil governments. And if we will do that, it will be a strong foundation that can withstand the rain and the flood of censorship, of tyranny, of disinformation, of uh, power-grabbing tyrants, of immorality and sin. We can withstand all of that if you and I are building our personal life, our family life, and our corporate national life on the strong foundation, the rock-solid words of God found in the Bible. And that's what 
this American Campfire Revival is all about because we want to see blessing for all people. Not just those who believe in the Bible, not just for those who have faith in God, but also for those who do not have faith in the God of the Bible. But this is a land of liberty so that people can come and they can be introduced to the, to the loving creator. The one who has a plan for your life and my life. The one who can wash away our sin. The one who's not a spectator sitting in the stands wondering about the outcome, but the one who's working all things together for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose as the master builder. He has a purpose for our families and our nation. And we need to get back to that purpose. And our founders referred to that as their covenant with God and their covenant with their family, their covenant with one another. And I, I believe by God's grace, we're going to be able to do that. And we're doing it right now. I want to say it one more time. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Dear God, we thank you that you are not just a, a spectator sitting in the stands waiting to see what happens in our nation. You are actively involved. Lord, you're, you, you are the Almighty. You are the God of providence and you are the God of mercy and the God of grace. Lord, we ask you to help us individually to have Lord, set our heart and our, and, our, and our mind on fire with the truths of your word. Set us free, Lord, from the prison of, of, of pride and, and fear. Purify us the way that you purify gold in a fire or silver in a fire. Purify our hearts and remove the impurities so that we can burn bright and clear as a light of truth, your truth. And let others be attracted to that light, Lord, so that we together in unity can advance your purposes for our families and for our communities and for our nation. We love you, dear God. Show us how to love you more. Show us how to obey you more, 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 more uh, thoroughly. Speak to us, Lord. Your servants are listening. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.